Why are you so nervous, Marcus? It's all right, mate. <laughs> good day, chick. And I'll just say right back to him, I'll say, good day, toots. Did the boys take the piss out of it? Yes, we did, but we all did enjoy it. Quinton, Quintino. That's better than Quinny Boy, so I'll take it. How are you, mate? Yeah, yeah not bad. It's not been bad. a bit of a How summer weekend for you, hasn't it? Oh, mate, it's, yeah. Still quite raw, to be honest, uh, this episode from um, yeah from the weekend. But uh, that's right. That's life. That's sport, isn't right. it? I texted you today. I said the hard part about this job, not that it's exactly a job, but the hard part about it is fronting up on a Monday and talking about um, our teams and especially after a dirty loss like we both had on the weekend, it's pretty tough, but that's all part of it, mate. No, exactly, exactly. And it wasn't just, for me anyway, it wasn't just AFL, it was um, the soccer. So Yeah, Liverpool didn't get up. No, as most people know, yeah, big Liverpool fan. So got up early Sunday morning to, to watch the Champions League final and um, yeah, that was just chaos from, from the first minute really. So um, yeah, so I was exhausted and tired all day. On Sunday, leading into the Carlton game, and geez, by half time I was I was ready to go to bed, but uh, pushed through and didn't uh, didn't turn out to be worth it in the end. But that's all right. We played um, played five minutes of good footy and, and nearly pinched it, so that's the positive to take out of it anyway. Oh, if there's an upside. That's definitely yep. it. Um, but yeah, no, that just sounds like a very emotionally taxing day. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It really makes you question why you love sport, but. Yeah, you got you got to take, though, isn't it? yeah, you got to take the the bad with the good, don't you? Exactly. If it feels that bad, imagine how good it feels. Along yeah, you know, you know how good it feels. So exactly, yeah, and it goes it goes both ways. And you're lucky enough to get a, a chauffeur into the G. A chauffeur, uh, yeah, I did actually. Sunday yeah, afternoon. straight from from Balaclava. That yeah. was nice. It's not every day that the chauffeur sits down and has a beer with you as well yeah. after he drops you off. But that was alright. It was good to soak in the atmosphere a little bit and uh, see your know, Carlton Collingwood walking up and down Swan Street and. Um, you could really sense a rivalry before the game had even started. I mean, we yeah. got there like what one thirty, I think, before mm. one o'clock, and yeah, about one. I reckon about one o'clock, one yeah. one fifteen. And you could so. re- you could feel it sort of just buzzing the atmosphere. Yeah. so it was pretty crazy. Massive build up. It the was. Game. Yeah, yeah. That was probably the biggest Carlton Collingwood game for years, I'd say, um, and probably the best one as well. The best game that they those two teams have played for a long time. So with a four point margin. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, both teams are. You know, Carlton's obviously a lot better this year. Collingwood are. Um, uh, still pretty pretty good. Like they're they're pushing for the eight, so it was as as tight as it's been for a long time. So it was um yeah, and and it showed in the result as well. So, but that was a classic game, as uh, as disappointing as it was. Um, but uh, are we are we getting some some special Carlton people on the episode tonight? We are Carlton person. Carlton, um, Carlton person. Carlton person. Sorry. We are. We are. Well, Carlton um, people. Not, me and him. Yeah. Well, you said special though. <laughs> Carlton person. Um, not that we need. Not that you needed any help um, venting about the Blues this week. No. Um, or talking about them at all this year because that's all you seem to have mentioned. Or well, halfway every through. Episode, well, halfway through today, I was not ready to talk about this game just yet. Not to talk you into it. Yeah, you did. So yeah, now, well, we've got. Uh, we do have a special guest. Good friend of mine. Been been like that for a long time. Darcy Roberts and. Uh, he told me during the week before the game, he said, I'll come on if Carlton win. Um, but, you know, props to him. He, after the loss, I messaged him this morning and said, you still come on? He goes, absolutely, mate, let's do it. So yep. I think uh, may as well stop wasting time. We'll just uh, we'll get him on. We'll get him on. We'll call let's him. get him. Yep, let's get him on. Hello. Darcy, how are you, mate? Here he is. Uh, how you going, guys? Very good, mate. Very good. I'm sure probably feeling a little bit better than you you and Marcus at the moment. Oh, look, um, uh, you know, I've, I've taken more positives out of out of yesterday um, 
the negatives. I, I, I'm not actually that disappointed, to be honest. I was quite happy with what I saw. What, uh, what, run, run me through your positives. Like I say, both, I say, definitely say both sides of it. But I'm, uh, I'm curious to see what, what you thought of, of yesterday's game. Um, so we, we're the hunted now, which is, which is quite weird to, to say after supporting the Blues for know, the last 17 years. But um, I mean, our, our injury list at the moment is injury management is diabolical at the moment. I mean, I, I think now we have about Three key players on uh, fit players on the list being Kerno, um, De Conning. And that's probably it for now. I think McCoy, uh, Weedering was the last one, but then he went down in the second quarter against Collingwood, and um, you know the boys really had to pull out all stops, but uh, they, they kept fighting, which is great to see. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not overly disappointed with the way that they played yesterday. Yeah, you make a good point. The injury list is ridiculous. Like, I think that the weedering one is is just one too many now. I think where we we've done well to cover the rest, but this one is just it's it's irreplaceable and um, it shows how important he is because as soon as he went off, we were we were a bit all over the shop in that second quarter. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think it just, news just came out that he's out for six weeks now, um, which would be five games because of the bye. Um, and yeah, we've got some tough opponents during that stretch, including Richmond, where I can see Quinn's got a bit of a a smile to his face hearing hearing that news that he's uh, he's going to be out for that game, but that's nice. that's going <laughs> to really um, really test us. But um, well, how, how have you like have you been impressed by the blue? Obviously, you know a lot of the Carlton fans are up and about after an eight and two or eight and three start. Now, what's uh, what's what's been your your experience like this season so far? I mean, still going back to yesterday's game. I mean, the Carlton of old would have rolled over after we and went down, and we would have lost by ten goals. But I mean, we kicked three goals one in, in probably the last six minutes of the game. I mean, Ollie Henry kicked, I think, two in the last quarter. And I think Ollie's then banged the two on. And then Berno kicked one. And, you know, I mean, the atmosphere in the stadium was electric. And I, I mean, I didn't see too many angry Carlton supporters leave, leaving um, leaving yesterday. But I mean, this year's just been a roller coaster. Um, I'm not really sure. I don't really have the words to put it. I mean, it's definitely the most enjoyable season. Um, a few scary games in Port Adelaide and Hawthorne, but I mean, these young players that I mean, Brennan Bolton was getting games into um, very early and they probably didn't deserve games. Um, I mean, they're showing some really old heads now, which is, which is great to see. Yeah, for sure, mate. For sure. I think those years definitely paid off, you know, as hard as it was at the time. Um, all those all those players that he was blooding were definitely starting to come good. But um, yeah, back, you know, yeah, we played. I think I was saying to Quinn just before we played five to six minutes of good footy yesterday. Nearly pinched it. So I think that's how how far we've we've really come. And you can see, you can tell Vossi's really put in a uh, resilient mindset to all the players. That they really fight through it, um, which is good to see. And the midfield as well. Like how good's George Hewitt and Adam Chera been since they've come across? It's um yeah. It's, I don't know. It's come more strength to our bow, I suppose. I mean. We've we've had blokes running through the midfield that yeah certainly didn't deserve to have a game in the midfield and and weren't midfielders by any stretch. Um, I mean as as loyal and and great Ed Kerner has been for the club. I mean, are we going to see him next year? Do we do we need him? Um, you know, there's there's going to be some really interesting decisions to be made around the place um, when these players get fitter um, and the injury list shortens. And I mean crunch time next year. I mean, who knows where we're going to end up at the end of the year, but I mean, 
we're are we do we say we're in that window now that we've been wanting to be in for the last ten years? I mean, I don't know some decisions have to be made anyway. I think from a neutral standpoint, um, watching what the Blues are doing, it feels very reminiscent of Bulldogs in 2016, Richmond in 2017, the way you guys are playing. And, you know, in both years, both those sides, including the Tigers, had a, a bit of a stretch where we lost a few games. We probably should have won like this one. So I don't think there's it's dire straits yet. And I definitely see you guys being in that window that you wanted to be in. But one thing that I've been quite jealous of um, looking at from afar is, one, the excitement the Blues fans are showing you know, because it, the, what, what could the possibilities be? It's sort of an unknown question, and that's what's exciting about it. But the other one is seeing Charlie Kerno back on the park and playing some seriously good footy. I mean, what's it, what's how's good has it been seeing him back out there? Oh, it's it's uh, again. <laughs> Do you need I, a I moment? Can't really put, I can't really put it into words. I mean, he came back last year. I think he played the last two or three games. And, I mean, he hadn't played footy for two years prior to that. And, I mean, he looked slow, looked a little bit off the ball. But I think getting those games into him last year again, um, a full uninterrupted pre-season, I mean, yeah, winner. I'm telling you, mate, I, I don't know. It's, like, it's scary. But some of the things that this guy does, it's, it's freakish. I mean, I mean, Marcus could probably attest to this, but we haven't seen things like this since, you know, Kudo in, in the early 2000s, I mean. It's scary what this guy can do. Oh, mate. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, I, I agree. <laughs> I feel that on many levels, mate. I also need moments when I get asked about Kurnow as well. So I wanted to give you a moment of privacy there, the way you were going on about Charlie Kurnow. <laughs> oh, every, I mean, every time he touches the ball now, I mean, something happens. He's so quick. Um, ball hits the ground. It's like he turns into a small forward. But then he, I mean, he's in, he's in the air and, I mean, he, he, he just clutches it. I mean, I, I, I was watching him closely yesterday and the work that Collingwood were putting into him um, was astounding. And I, how did I see it? Would he kick 5-2 for the game? Is, is, that, is that right? I think 4. Kick 4. 4-2. Four, four, yeah. 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 But, I mean, he had, yeah. He had two players playing on him all day. He was double man. Darcy yeah. Moore was, was all over him and they had Jeremy Howe pretty much on him as well. So, Which, from a Collingwood standpoint, is the smart thing to do. With no Harry, you can yeah. sort of put a lot more attention into someone like Charlie. But clearly... There's not much you can do to stop him. I think you just got to rely on Charlie having an off day himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, he's, he's, it's 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 freakish to watch it. And it's great and just yeah. I mean, do you just wish him and Harry would be would play a lot more together? Just feel like they never do. One of them's always injured, but uh, when they were playing together at the start of the year, that was um it was it was great to see. So, um, but see how we go. Um, what about yeah? Who else did you think stood out? You said I thought Sam Walsh was probably best on ground um, in a losing team. Yeah, I mean. Adam Stard, I, I mean, when, when he gets the ball, I mean, again, we, we've got these players at Carlton that every, I mean, they get the ball in their hands and, you know, the, the atmosphere in the stadium just comes electric. Adam Stard off the half back, oh, like, yeah. they, can't, they can't catch him. I mean, they don't give him the ball enough. They, they, they use Nunes and, uh, and Plowman and, uh, and, and Newman, but, I mean, just get the ball to Stard and let him do his thing. Mm. Yeah, he was he's incredible. I think he was probably at half time yesterday was probably best on ground. Um he was intercepting everything. Um he, yeah, he's he's a freak. Um so so lucky to have him. Um yeah. his meters gained as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's he uses the ball so If you well. ask those Bombers fans, they uh, they still reckon Nick Hines better. <laughs> Surely that's not going around still. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I think it was for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Well, speaking of, you, you got the Bombers your next game. You got an interesting run of games. You've had Collingwood, you got the Bye, then you got Essendon, and then Richmond. So the big three 
Now, the other big three teams in Melbourne all sort of back to back to back. Surely the Bombers would be a, a big scalp. You guys are expecting to win. I said expecting uh, to win. I didn't yeah, say you will. I said expecting. Uh, we, that's, we can't. As yeah. our supporters, we learn not to say expecting to win. No. Um, <laughs> we've, seen many, we've seen many games slip through the cracks. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, what a time to be around um, Melbourne. I think all games are going to be at the MCG. And, I mean, isn't footy great when those four teams are, are up and about? Oh, it's, absolutely. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, like... Collingwood, Essendon, Richmond, three games in a row is probably too, too much for mine. Like, I felt yesterday was a, a very overwhelming experience in that last quarter. And then, geez, I mean, Essendon, I personally love beating Essendon a lot more than Collingwood. And then you got Richmond, hurry out. Like, it's just, it's, it's going to be, a, going to be an emotional wreck after these three weeks. Oh, tell me about it. I mean, yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. I mean, knocking off Essendon um, is. There's, there's nothing much better, I don't think. Mm. It's just something, yeah, I don't know. It's something about, I don't know what it is about the Bombers that makes it that much sweeter. I think, and they hate us as much as we hate them. I think that's what it, it is. It goes as both well. ways, yeah. for sure. But I mean, but Collingwood and Carlton's that classic, you know. Mm. It's you the old think, school one. You think that would be the biggest one, but for whatever reason, it's just everyone just seems to love beating Essendon more than any <laughs> other team. Although, like Darcy said, you guys are the hunted this year, and I think it's almost turned now where people really just want to beat Carlton now. <laughs> And that's that's not a bad thing. Like that's, that's usually a good the thing. usually the premiers are the hunted. How have we become the hunted after ten rounds? Well, one because you were eight. And, well, you're eight and three yeah, now, so good yeah. record. That's just and, crazy. And not think. only that, it's like as a opposition supporter. I mean, you just want to see your team do well. And when you see another team rising up like you guys are, and the supporters are all up and about, and you know, you guys are nearly too much. It's, it's yeah. You want to see them get pegged down a level. So People that's want us why to fail. I, exactly, which is I, what I saw yesterday. I think everyone was going for Collingwood yesterday. I think that's why. Yeah, why you you know in a way you become the hunted, mm. which isn't a bad thing at all. Like it's, I even said to someone the other day, I was like, "Geez, I don't care if Richmond finished bottom of the ladder as long as we beat Carlton round 14. I couldn't lose to him twice in a year. You know what I mean? So that's that's the, that's the way it's become, but it's not a bad thing at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, couldn't you be using your Carlton membership to scan into that game? Yes. <laughs> I don't know, mate. After yesterday, I put it in the microwave. Like I, I really, I really felt like a Carlton supporter putting my membership in the microwave yesterday. So it was good. <laughs> Oh, very. So you were going for Collingwood yesterday, weren't you? No, no. You no, were? No, no, no. Mate, I had mates. That was a tough game for me to choose because I, I don't like either side. If yeah. It was, yeah. No, no. I think because of the connection with you and Elisa and, and Darcy, of course, as well, I think I was um, edging towards Carlton yesterday. Yeah, good, good. I would um, like to give a shout out to Mason Cox. I mean, he turned it on yesterday. I'm sure Quinn would have also been delighted to see uh, big, big Mason lay a few big tackles and take a, a few big marks. Oh, it's interesting. He plays his two best games of footy against both our clubs, isn't it? Oh, it's, mate, that was making my blood boil yesterday. What he was doing. How bad are the USA chants? Oh, that wasn't. That wasn't. That wasn't the main one. It was just like, how were we letting Mason Cox take these big pack marks? Like, and he took one in defence as well. Like, like almost game saving. He's eight like, foot six. How do you stop oh, it? But just where's he been since the 2018 prelim? And then he does this. Yeah, you know, like it's. Oh, uh, anyway, but it would have been satisfying because the Collingwood chant was ringing around the MCG, you know, while they were two, three goals up with the game still in the balance. So it would have been very satisfying to n- knock them off while that, you know, with that chant going as well. It would have been very embarrassing for him. But um, did you think that Silvani goal went in as well? Um, yeah, I was sitting on the half forward flank and on the members' side, and um, oh, it was just there were limbs everywhere. Like. Mm. I, I, I did for a split second, but I mean, like everyone, they watch what the crowd does. 
Yeah. Um, I didn't see the I didn't see the Walsh free kick because um, yeah, again, limbs everywhere. But um, yeah, that's footy up the boat. That's it. That's it. That's right. Just a missed opportunity, and it stings just because it's against Collingwood. But uh, I think we'll, we'll be right. Um, should we do the pressure cooker? Yeah, get we'll stuck do the pressure in. Cooker. I'm sure you're all aware of it, Darcy. Just a few uh, quick fire questions. Just uh, nothing too crazy, mate. I'm sure uh, you'll answer them no no problem at all. So yeah, without uh, further ado. There's one to burst your eardrums for tonight. <laughs> All right. If you had to delist one player on your team, who would it be? Uh, Charlie Kerner. Jack Newton. Yeah, good. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> well, on the other hand, if you could add one player from any other list, who would it be? Lance Franklin. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, not the first or time. Or Jack Innovan. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty quiet yesterday. Actually, didn't do too much. He wasn't. Well, yeah, he missed. He was zero two. I think he had a couple of pretty easy ones. He, yeah, he shanked there. Jeez, the Collingwood fans love him. As soon as whenever he gets the ball, they go absolutely nuts. You talk about players that make the Craig go electric. Mm. He's one of them at the yeah. moment, especially after that selfie that got around over the week. I don't know if you saw that one. <laughs> Maybe we'll touch on that. We'll touch on that later. We'll touch on that later. Yeah, you're in the middle of the pressure cookie. <laughs> yeah. Especially uh, rapid fire. Which team do you love beating the most? Which I think you've answered that already. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, most importantly, and Darcy, you better answer this question correctly, mate. Who is your favourite Pressure Point co-host? Oh, I don't know. They both have special places in my heart. Uh, but I've got my I finger on the trigger. Shout out to the social media manager, uh, Elisa. Oh, <laughs> there's a first. <laughs> she, does a lot, she does a lot behind the scenes. And I think uh, you guys would be nothing without what she does. Yeah. There we go. You know what? Oh, I'll take that one. Yeah, I'll cop that. That's I'll good. cop that. That's it's, very uh, good. No, no. Well done, Dars. It's, uh, that was very clever. Well done. <laughs> well, th- yeah, thank you. Thank you. No, pleasure, mate. Well, thanks for jumping on. Marcus needed someone to vent with. So it's, uh, it's been a long time coming, but it was good to finally get you on the podcast. And uh, hopefully, you know, you got to vent a little bit as well and, you know, get everything off your chest after a big week of footy. Yeah, thank you. I mean, uh, I love the show. Uh, my favourite episode was the Gary Buccanara one. But, um, you know, keep the guests coming. We're loving it all. And, uh, yeah, have a great night, guys. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Go Blues. Go Blues. See ya. See you, mate. Well, there's a passionate man. That was good. I didn't expect Elisa. That, that was a first. Well. He shocked us. Yeah. Jeez. I was, yeah. I don't know. I honestly didn't know what he was going to say. I thought he was going to say me because of Carlton. And then I thought he was just going to be shock us by saying you, you know. But <laughs> he shocked us even more by saying Elisa. So. Jeez. He, <laughs> yeah. no, he got us. He got us there. <laughs> but, um. Carlton, funny enough, wasn't the only game or the only team to play on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. We've how long have we been going for? Too long. But yeah, too long. So we'll we'll move on. Apologies, there was plenty of other games. That was a big talking point from the weekend, anyway. So we uh, we've done that. Um, what are we in? AFL. Let's talk about the umpires. AFL. <laughs> that <laughs> is just, what we talk about I'm here on the podcast. Ready through, ready through the run sheet, and you've wrote you've written AFL are spineless. I have written AFL are spineless. And, I mean, I'm sure everybody can already picture why, but the Richmond-Sydney game on the Friday night, first game of the week, finally enough, it was good to actually have a, a good game of football on a Friday night. Um, well done to the AFL there for finally scheduling a game that's, a, you know, of quality standard. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Um, took them a bit of time, but they finally got there. Sydney got the job done by six points, and rightfully so. I mean, Richmond had a 30-point lead at one point. looked like it was going to be pretty comfortable, and then I think almost in classic Richmond fashion this year, we sort of let a... Let a big lead slide. We gave away silly free kicks, 50 metres. We didn't have to play. It was just undisciplined footy. But 
the biggest talking point from that game was definitely the uh, the decision that was paid um, just before the siren. It was a free kick to Dion Prestia, about 55, 60 metres out maybe. And um, just as they've blown the whistle, the siren's gone about a second later and Chad Warner has launched the football into the crowd, which, look, my opinion on this is it's black and white in the rules that that is a 50-metre penalty any day of the week. And for the first time in AFL history, the umpires have decided to use common sense with a decision and uh, say that it's not 50, it's just a free kick. He wouldn't have heard, the, he wouldn't have heard it. Um, and they didn't pay down the 50-metre the penalty, which if they had of, he would have been within... Well, very close to goal and potentially could have tied the game. And, you know, we still might have had two points at the end of this round instead of none. So I was pretty filthy. Um, but then I thought for the AFL to come out and say that they've made the right call, I thought was a spineless spineless decision because uh, there's been a couple of times this year where they've paid 50 for the exact same thing. And one during the game and one after a sign. It was a halftime one that got sent to me a few times by a few people now. It was uh, Essendon Fremantle. And um, same thing. It was a went over the line. It was a free kick just on the siren, halftime siren, and the free guy, I can't remember who it was, had dropped the footy, hasn't given it back to theirs and play, and the umpire's paid 50 metres. So then if the AFL is going to say that they've made the right decision for the Sydney game, they've got to go back and say that that one was wrong or vice versa. They both can't be the right decision because that's it's too up in the air. It's got to be a black or white black or white call. And if you read the definition of the 50-metre penalty rule, what happened on the weekend was a 50-metre penalty. And I'd, when have you ever seen them use common sense or said he wouldn't have heard that? To, well, against Essendon the week before, I, mean, I was obviously using Richmond examples here, Shea Bolton got pinned twice for that, where he's given away a free kick, didn't hear the whistle, snapped on goal, now Pai's paid 50-metre penalty, even though he clearly wouldn't have heard the whistle. But it doesn't matter if you hear it or not, the whistle was blown. That's up to you to hear. If you haven't heard it, it's not, not the umpire's problem. But of course, this time here, they've used common sense, and I'm dirty on it. The fact that the AFL has come out and said that they've made the right call is spineless. Mm. That's big. It's big. Well, it, could have, it could have been my Crimea River, but I've got yeah. something else I want to talk about for that. But yeah, I'll, look, it wouldn't have changed. You know, it wouldn't have changed much. I'm not saying that that cost us the game. We, we could have tied the game, which would have been you know a bit of an easier blow to bear. Um, but it was more the decision itself for me. Like it's the mm. rule. It's a fifty, and the fact that it's the explanation of it, I think, is the worst part. I think. Yeah, the oh, we're going to use common yeah. sense. Yeah, it's that like, sort of stuff. But yeah. why? When do we ever use common sense? Yeah. Do you going to use common sense with deliberate out of bounds when it's launched out of a pack and it bounces on a ninety degree angle and goes out of? Like clearly, that wasn't where it was meant. You don't pay common sense then, or with the um, the descent rule, someone kind of just like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sh- they don't show it for any other decision, and they decide to show it when it's. The game is on the line mm. after the siren and it could have potentially changed the outcome. And that's why they didn't pay it. I'm telling you right now, because it would have changed the outcome of the game. If that happened yeah. in the second quarter, tell me that wouldn't have been 50. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And it's just, yeah, it just opens up a whole can of worms when you, when you say common sense and things like that, because you could say that about every single free kick, you know, like, oh no, I'm not going to pay that. Just common sense not to pay that. Or that, it's common sense to pay that. That's what you're, I mean. You're paying it. It's because it's a free kick. That's the rule. You're paying it. That, that's the thing. It's a 50 meter penalty. You're paying it. And, and that's not one of the rules, like where it's sort of up for interpretation. It's no. like he didn't give the ball directly back to the player that earned the free kick. That's mm. 50. That's black and white. Yeah. That's one of the only rules that is black and white, and yeah. they still butchered it. But you can see, like, you play devil's advocate here, and you're like, well, geez, in the moment, like, he literally, the siren went bang. He, like, almost didn't have a, a chance to make a decision, like, to, to not kick it. But the whistle like, did go. Yeah, I know. But, like, just in that moment, it would have been so loud, the siren goes. That's just, I think that's, obviously that's where the umpires are coming from. Yeah, that's where, yeah. I get where they're coming from. And like, I, I probably would have, you know, I'm, I'm sure if it was the other foot and Richmond kicked it over into the crowd, I'd probably be saying a similar thing. But the one thing you can't argue is when has it ever mattered if a player has heard the whistle or not? Mm. Yeah, I know. That's never oh, been a factor. Absolutely. 
So for me, the fact that they've decided to, you know, not make the right... And they also... They, it wasn't just the one umpire. He was talking to other umpires and a mm. few of them were... I was like, when does that ever happen? What, yeah. One umpire is going to make the call. The umpire on the ground that was right amongst the play said 50 and then someone in his ear goes, no, no, don't pay it. Well, hang on a second. One mm. guy was going to pay the 50 because yeah. they all started to run towards goal. And then there's people saying that Richmond should have been had the free kick reversed anyway because they were arguing with the umpire, yeah. which, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. I'll give them that. But then... You, the it would have been never-ending. But at that point, the, the only thing I argue with that is at that point, yeah, the final siren had already gone before they started showing dissent. And mm. you can't... Yeah. You can't make any other because calls once the, the siren's siren. gone. Yeah. But the free kick to Prestia was before the siren, and that's why it should have been 50, and I'm dirty on it. Yeah. So that's my my piece for that. I'm done talking about that game, but it was... um, Yeah. Yeah, I that, think they're, they're, they're a spineless organization at the best of times, and they've just shown it again here. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of issues are coming up um, this season with the AFL, and you know Brad Scott, like, geez, he's got a lot to to deal with. If he has his job next year. I don't know. Yeah, like, like there's there's a lot of things that need tidying up in the AFL. Oh, HQ. 100. Yeah, 100. But we can move on. There's more games to talk about. Yes, absolutely. We'll uh, we'll move on to probably the biggest shock, I'd say, of the weekend. That was Frio knocking off Melbourne. And comfortably as well. They smashed them in that second by, half. By 38 points. That yeah. was, um, yeah, I mean, no one saw that happening to Melbourne. Um, I mean, they, look, I think what everyone's forgotten about the Ds as well is they've still got a couple of injuries. I'm pretty sure yeah. this week coming, they've got four premiership players coming back into yeah. the lineup. Um, well, Stephen May's out now. Stephen May is out now, but I think they do have the players to cover him. But it was just a, probably, look, we always knew Melbourne were going to lose a game yeah. eventually. Um, probably didn't expect it to happen at the MCG, but... Freo, all credit to them. They bounced back after a disappointing loss to Collingwood and they've yeah. come back and beaten the reigning premiers and undefeated Melbourne. So yeah. it was uh, unbelievable from them. They were huge. I mean, Sean Darcy absolutely smashed Max Gorn in Which the ruck. never happens. Yeah, that was that was massive. Rory Lobb probably played one of his better games. Lockie Schultz, gun. Like, they're, they've got some serious talent in their team. They've had a, yeah, a couple of off weeks, but, geez, they bounced back in the best possible way, haven't they? Yeah, I think if you were going to say that uh, Freo sort of uh, it dropped off, I think this sort of proves that, proves everybody that said that wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think this just puts them back into that you know, top four contention now. Um, so, yeah, they're definitely going to be a, a serious team this year. And, um, yeah, even look at Andrew Brayshaw, who's you know, probably one of the best young players in the competition as well, who just... Is elite, so yeah, they're they're um they're looking very good, and um yeah, no worrying signs for the D's. I, I wouldn't say. Nah, I mean you, you, what you is can't it? ten oh, yeah. ten and ten and one now. I mean you, there's no nah, nothing, no nothing no. to be concerned about. It was always going to happen. Every team drops a game, and no, I don't think any. I don't think we'll see a team win every game of the season. I don't think it's ever happened, has it? I'm not sure. No. I'm or not, sure. definitely not in the modern era. Not in the modern era. So like, yeah, I don't think it'll ever happen. It's going to be one of those ones. that's just too difficult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, not, nothing to worry about from a Melbourne point of view, but all, all props to Freo. Yeah. Came to Melbourne after a bad loss last week to the Pies and they've got the job done. Yeah. And there was a lot of Freo fans at the G. I don't know if you watched the game or no, heard, no, heard I, the I crowd the, noise. I watched the KO Minis. There was, yeah, there was how, a lot. They were loud. The Freo chants. They were bloody loud for a WA team. Oh, well, rightfully to come so. Down here. Good on them. Yeah. You know, West Coast have always been the bigger WA team and sort of always been, you know, focused on West Coast. But yeah. Freo at the moment absolutely relishing um, yeah. a bit of success oh, they're having this and year. They needed to take advantage of West Coast being this poor. Oh as well. yeah, they, they could pass them as the number one team in WA yeah, if they uh, they keep this on track. So yeah, good good on. Uh, what about the Hot Suns, mate? Hey, they're another one. Oh, they're, hey, is this the season where they finally are good? I think they are. Have you seen yeah. their fixture coming up? Yeah, they have got North this week. I think in they've, Darwin, they've got a pretty good run. And if yeah. they play consistent, that's their thing. We're not sure with yet. Yeah. Are they going to be consistent? But if they can be consistent. I think I've said consistent four times in the last. I think they're consistent. Now. I think yeah. they're consistent. Um, 
they, they'll play finals. Yeah. Um, and I, I, apart from the fact that they're probably put, you know, we're sort of around that maybe will, maybe won't make it. I hope they don't just so we sneak in potentially, but I, I, I'd love for them to play finals. They've definitely earned it. It's been way too long now without playing a final. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't think they'll cause any damage in September, but I, I reckon they're on track to make it. And then Hawthorne, they've been about 67 points. Hawthorne have been up and down, we know, but they've been nothing to, to shy at either. They've been a great side for a lot of the year. Played well, Hawthorne some, beat Brisbane the week before. That's what I mean. They've had some mm. really good performance, put on like you know tough contests against really good teams. Um, they made that comeback against you guys that didn't hold on, obviously. But, but this is what Hawthorne footy. do. Like they they speak about consistency. They're super inconsistent. Like they'll put in an amazing game here and then drop a, a poor loss here. Oh, absolutely. That's I what think, they do. I think the difference is with Hawthorne and Gold Coast, though, is that Hawthorne are more of that rebuilding side. Yeah. Whereas Gold Coast now, it's like, how long can... The, yeah. You know what I mean? They They've been rebuilding since 2010. tracks. Exactly. So, different situations. But, um, yeah, no, I don't... Uh, I'm very happy for the Suns at the moment. I'm loving what I'm seeing. Yeah, good on them. And then, yeah, if they... um Yeah, so they play North this week up in Darwin. They win that. They'll be 6-6, uh, six and six, which is... I mean, to make finals, you just need to win more than you lose, and they're on, on track for that, so it's good. Good on them. Speaking of a team that's definitely not playing finals and probably definitely won't avoid the wooden spoon is the West Coast Eagles. Wowee. Jeez, I mean, it's sort of who wants it more, North or West Coast, but West Coast have had two games now where they've lost by 100 points or maybe three oh, games. Is it three? Oh, probably more. I know we, we beat them by 100, and Bulldogs have beaten them by 101 now, so... I reckon uh, that, there's another one, one in more. there. There yeah. might have been one more early in the year. Can't remember, but that's a, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what West Coast's problem is anymore because it's not COVID anymore. No. They've got a couple of injuries, but I think they're just genuinely a bad side. They're just bad. We were putting on excuses saying, oh, it's COVID <laughs> and, you know, they had a bad preseason, but we're around 11 now and you've seen nothing from them. Yeah. yeah they're just genuinely a bad team. Like they're aging. Um, I think they're, yeah, I think all that COVID stuff has just, stuffed everything up for them and it's just led them on this bad path and they're finding it very hard to recover from that early season damage really um and yeah i think they just need a complete rebuild like a lot of those older players uh yeah you'd probably just try cash in on some of them for sure i mean like someone like nick nat like he can he can command some big money somewhere and oh, clubs would be willing to pay someone like collingwood at the moment yeah they don't have a ruckman really hawthorne Yep. They've got injuries. Like, well, yeah. And Nick Nat, if he wants to win a flag, he can't stay at West Coast. No. I mean, how, he'd be surprisingly old, I reckon. Well, he'd be point. late. He'd be pushing 30 soon. He'd, so. have to, he'd have to be. He's been around for a long time now. I yeah. think people forget how long Nick Nat no, he'd be been a, he'd be a veteran soon. So he'd want to, because he missed West Coast flag in 2018. He's 32. Jeez. Okay. There you go. Like, I, thought he, yeah, right. I thought he was a little bit younger than that. He, uh, nah, he needs to move on. Born in 1990. So, yep. yeah. He, he's If he wants to win a flag, he's not going to do it at West Coast. And... I mean, if he stays at West Coast, you know, I'll props to him. I love one club players. I think it's an honourable thing to do. But just he'd be spewing he missed that grand final in 2018. Yeah, Because yeah. that, that really was the chance, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think uh, he'd be one. And clubs would be – clubs would break the bank for, for Nick Nat, you'd say. You'd be silly not to. If you were in need of a Ruckman and you were in the premiership window, mm. you'd just go all out for him, wouldn't you? Because he's a midfielder and a, mid, and a Ruckman in the same token. So, yep. And when he's on, he's very hard to stop. Yeah, for sure. Um. Crowd numbers. You want to talk about that? I did. Um, you educated me a little bit before we recorded, but I will talk about it. I was a bit interested because it said Carlton Collingwood was um, supposed to be sellout, which was amazing news because we've had some terrible, terrible crowds um, so far this year and, you know, mixture of COVID, umpiring, um, 
tickets being too expensive. We spoke about it before. Getting a guest pass for um, MCSL or AFL members is about 50 bucks. Like, you know, people aren't going to spend that kind of money. Even just getting a regular ticket is expensive at the moment. So no wonder why the crowds are low. But selling out Carlton Collingwood was amazing. And then I was shocked to see on TV that it was, um, I say only 80,000, but it was 80,627 was the official attendance. And um, that's a massive crowd. Um, I love that. But I thought the G holds 100,000. So I was a bit confused by that. But I'm not sure if anyone else is, but you have a pretty good explanation as to why that is. Yeah, well, I think when people when, when, when the AFL comes out and says it's sold out, it means tickets that can be sold are sold out. So it's your general admission, you know, your, your guest passes, um, people that reserve a seat. It doesn't take into consideration uh, the MCC, which is walk-up um, Collingwood home game members. Um, Collingwood reserve seat home game members so um, yeah, they've always got a seat at their home games but not every single one of them would have turned up um, so that brings the crowd numbers down um, and then there's probably like corporate tickets as well that don't all get used up um, so yeah when, when they come out and say it's a sellout never expect it to be 100,000 because there's always going to be the walk-ups that, that don't get there um, you know, unlike a, a grand final where you know, no one wants to miss it everyone's there but yeah that, that, yeah, so I think it's a bit misleading sometimes when they say it's a sellout, but it just means you can't buy any more like general admin reserve seat tickets. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, there you go. So you learn something new every day. I felt like I probably should have known that by now. That's just but it was uh, knowledge of me working in the AFL membership in the membership department. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See, it's, it's had its benefits for yes, sure. Exactly for sure. But um, no, nah, that was it was still amazing to see an eighty thousand plus crowd um over the weekend. We we need those sorts of crowds back, and we spoke about it before. Carlton playing. Collingwood, Essendon and Richmond three games in a row, you'd expect all three of those to draw some pretty big crowds. I know Richmond Bombers had Richmond Bombers had 70-plus the week before, which is still a decent size, so it's good yeah. to see some numbers coming back. I mean, was Richmond Collingwood, you played there not like too long ago as well. Do you know uh, what the crowd was there? No, because that was a Saturday afternoon. It was, I was playing you footy at the time, it. so I yeah. didn't get there. I was playing my own game, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not too sure what the crowd was, but I was at Richmond Essendon. It was 70, 70 75-plus, so yeah. it, was, it was a good crowd. Yeah, no, it's good. You, I mean, you're always going to get... When those big four teams playing each other, it's always going to be a big one. I think no matter what, um, and Essendon Carlton in a couple of weeks is will be pushing that. I'd say, um, oh, hundred percent. Even though Essendon have been pretty average, I think it's their hundred and fiftieth year celebration. So, um, yeah, expect a lot, a lot of people there for that night too. Um, but uh, that is that's round eleven there, or the big talking points. Let's move on to round twelve. It's the first round of the bye, which is rounds uh, as well. Coming at a good time for some clubs. Jeez, oh, Carlton needed it. Yeah. The injuries that are piling up. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, an opportunity for, for some clubs to, to get a rest and heal some of their players. Um, so, yeah, so and for the fan, it's not great because it's less footy over the weekend. But um, but it's good that it's sort of spread out. Do you actually, while we're on it, do you prefer it spread out or you prefer one buy round um, where everyone has the week off? I, th- I don't know. It's a t- I think I do prefer it spread out just so there's still something to watch, especially yep. on those key nights like the Friday night and Saturday night. Um, I think I prefer it that way rather than one week of no footy. But in the same token, it would be good just to get it out of the way. No one plays. Everyone's got to buy at the same time. And we just go back to normal the week after. I'm not too sure. I, I think I don't, I don't mind it over the couple of weeks. Yep. Not, yeah. I think I, I think I prefer the split round that way. We never go without footy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's a, it's a good good way to look at it. Some people don't see it this way, but I'm an AFL fan more than I am a Richmond fan. So I love the game first because without that, there is no Richmond. So oh, hey. there you go. Oh, hey. See, very wise nice. words. Nice. You're getting deep again. I am. I'm getting deep. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, let's get into round 12 then. Friday night footy, Bulldogs and Geelong. Good, good. game. Very That's good game. Three in a row. Doggies are uh, 
the favourites for this game. They are. They've, they've hit some really Not good form. Not by a lot, but they are the favourites at the moment. They're playing some very good footy. Geelong, on the other hand, are playing great footy as well. I mean, Tom Stewart in the weekend, you see oh, yeah. 40 disposals, 40 12 marks. Like, yeah. he was, I think someone posted that he's underrated. I'm like, well, he's not. He's an all-Australian, multiple all-Australian. I don't think he's rated. I don't he's, think he's all-Australian. I mean, I, mean I don't think he's underrated. You're so. underrated when you're not really getting any awards and things. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, he's a multiple all-Australian. He absolutely he's rated. Yeah. Everyone rates him. I wouldn't have said anyone thought Tom yeah. Stewart wasn't a anyway, good player. I just I mean, thought that was a when bizarre. he was out for the finals the year before. It was, everyone noticed. Like, oh yeah, it was re- probably the reason why Geelong didn't. He's go one of their further. most important players. So yeah, yeah, no, definitely not an underrated player. I love what Tom Stewart does, but. I think being at Marvel just gives the dogs a little bit of an edge for this game. It's smaller ground. They love it there. Their, their game style suits Marvel really well. So I'm going to go the doggies. Yep, doggies for me as well, just because it's at Marvel. And then I get Bailey Smith back this week, which will be huge. So, um, yeah, they're looking looking good. I think um, they'll start making a charge for finals, you'd think. They're probably the most likely in that that region of the ladder. It's going to yeah, finish yeah. in they, there, you think. They had a bit of a, a wavy start, yep. um, but we knew they were going to bounce back. So, yep. not surprising. Saturday Arva, we've got Adelaide and West Coast at Adelaide Oval. I'm just and crows. Geez, yeah, I mean, can't mount a case for the Eagles. Yeah, I think crows. Had they go on the weekend? Yeah, they went too bad. They're play? up and down as well, though, Adelaide. Yeah. I don't know who's good and who's bad anymore. I mean, Collingwood beat Frio. Frio beat Melbourne. And then Richmond beat Collingwood. So, is, like, is Richmond better than Melbourne? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it makes no sense. Who knows how it works now? No one knows. But Adelaide, uh, Adelaide regardless, won't lose the West Coast yeah, at home. They're so. winning this. Um, Gold Coast North and at TIO Stadium in Darwin, as we mentioned before. Absolutely. And the Suns, Suns. will continue their hot streak and uh, yep. yeah, get another win here, I'd say. That's it. Uh, Saturday night, we've got Melbourne-Sydney at the MCG. This is going to be a good one. Very good game. Um, Minus Buddy Franklin, potentially. Which, I'll quickly touch on that. That's another one that's upset me as well. well do you want to wait? It's not my crummy really. Oh, it's though. not, is it? No, it's not. Oh, my how, wait, how have we not mentioned this then? We just must have skipped over oh, well, because I, I focused too much on the right. 50 meter rule. Maybe you just, we just, let's talk about it now. We'll just, I'll, I'll yeah. get out of the way. I'll, I'll yeah. be quick. The <laughs> AFL, they're dead serious about striking out, um, you know, hits to the head or just striking in general. Um, I can't believe they've given Buddy one week for a strike to the face. Mm. And then now Sydney are contesting it, which, you know, rightfully so. Not, no, no grudges with Sydney for trying to contest it. Um, but they're, they're trying to argue that it was careless, not intentional. How do you unintentionally strike someone in the face? Like, uh, the argument could be he was going for his chest, but he's a lot bigger than Cochin and could have missed. But I think once you opt to strike, that should automatically be two weeks. So if, you, if, you're, mm. if you want to stamp it out genuinely and you give Buddy one week, which is what they gave him, it's a, it's a joke. And cool, Cochin probably threw his head back a little bit. Buddy might have had an open palm. It wasn't a closed fist. But I don't think that should matter. I think if you want to st- um, stamp out striking, you've got to come down harder than that. And if you don't really care about it, then just say you don't care about it and just let that you know be a part of the game like it used to be. Either way, just be consistent, which I guess is the AFL's biggest issue. So anyway, we'll get back to the game. Yes, they could be without Buddy. Yep. Um, <clears> another <throat> interesting thing with the Ds, I think they've got five games at the MCG in a row. One being an away game against Collingwood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which is still at the G. So I don't want to say they've been given a pretty good run, but just for the premiership side, they've been given a pretty good run. Yeah, I mean, well, they're like great, Richmond the other year, wasn't it? Yeah, well, they're a great side though. I'm not saying they'd lose games if they were elsewhere, but um, yeah, they've just been pretty lucky. And I guess for Melbourne supporters, make the most of it, get to as many games as you can. I know their numbers have been pretty low too, speaking about crowd numbers. 29,000 on the weekend. Seriously? Like, mate, you're the premiership favourites by a mile. Where are you're they? reigning premiers... I know it was against Freo, but surely you'd be, you'd Still. show up. Like, where is where are the Mel- oh, it's, I'm calling out Melbourne fans. Where are yeah, you? Honestly, and if I'm, and if you've got a legitimate excuse, 
DM us. We want to know. We want to know. Like, where, I want to know what the, the hell's going on. Where the crowds have been. Well, I they mean, can't be bothered because they're too good. I know. I know. I was. I've been going to the footy. Well, I go to most weeks anyway, regardless of where Richmond were in the ladder. I mean, even this year, I'm still going. Every, I just love going. But you think when your team's top of the ladder, you're mm. undefeated up until this weekend. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? You know, cherish that. Yeah, and I guarantee you. Carlton, Carlton plays Frio in Melbourne in a few weeks. There'll be way more than that. There'll be fifty. There'll be fifty plus. Yeah, for sure. Fifty thousand like, plus. Which for an away game is like playing an away team. Sorry. In the state side, that's a big crowd, 50,000 yeah. plus. I mean, we it was 44,000 against North for us, and they're pretty much a... <laughs> well, they're, they're, they might be soon when they go to town. Yeah, there. exactly. So, I mean, oh, look, I'm not... Yeah. They're reigning premium. I think that's the, that's, the, that's, that's what it is. Like Melbourne have never drawn big crowds in the past, but the fact that they're reigning premiers, they get a lot to the finals, the big games. But where are you when... You know, when it counts. When it counts and, and during these games. So Anyway, that's all good. Oh, we'll, well move on, but Melbourne yeah. for me for this one. <laughs> yep. Uh, Sunday, Arbo got Hawthorne Collingwood. This will be a good one. The G. This will be a good game. Be interesting. It could go Two either very way. similar sort of teams. Both on and off all year, yeah. aren't they? Um, I think Collingwood for mine. They're on a pretty. Oh, they're yeah. on a bit of a hot streak at the moment. So Absolutely. I'll say the Pies. I think it's the teams that they're beating as well. That's what I mean. and Carlton two weeks in a row. Big wins. Big for them. Big wins for them. So yeah, Collingwood will get this one done as well. I'd imagine. Yep. And then oh, probably game of the round, Frio Brisbane at Optus Stadium. Jeez. Well. Freo beating Melbourne, going back home at Optus, I'd say Freo again just because of where it is. But tough one to pick, but yeah, I think Freo. Very hard to they're pick. In, they're in good form yeah. after the weekend, so Freo for mine. They beat him comprehensively, oh. Melbourne too, yeah. It was 38 points. Like it wasn't... Like yeah, I know, but then Brisbane are also a Brisbane bloody good team. Is, I know, but then so Brisbane lost to Hawthorne two weeks yeah. ago. It's yeah, I think just because it's at Optus. Yeah, I think that's Freo. what it is. Yeah, I think Freo because it's, it's over there. Um, and yeah, that, that, is, that is the games this week with... Um, We've got Carlton, Port Adelaide, St Kilda, Essendon, GWS and Richmond all with the buy. So, um, yeah, so that'll start a, a three-week period of buys. Um, all righty, so uh, well, you said you've got a crimey river and you've uh, and it's not what we expected, so it's not, this will I'll, be interesting. I'll get into it. We'll get out, we'll get out of the Do way. All right, so I'll make this one quick because I've been ranting a little bit already um, this episode, so I'll get this one out of, out of the way. But it's happened after the Richmond Essendon game and it's happened again this week after the Carlton Collingwood game and that's brawls at the football or I guess more specifically after the footy just outside the stadiums. And there is no place for punching on um, or in our society and especially after games of football like that. I mean, it's all good model to be passionate, but to go out and, I mean, the Carlton Collingwood one was, or even the Richmond one, it was sickening to watch just to, it was a group of guys, you know, just bashing the shit out of one bloke on the ground and the Richmond S&M one was, I think someone got hit with a didgeridoo across the face, like nearly broke his neck. Like it's, I don't know what goes through people's minds. Obviously it's a bigger issue than just a football thing, but the fact that it's happening outside games after, you know, game, obviously there's a lot of drinking involved, um, there's emotions are flowing because football does that to people, but there's not there's no place that in society um and that's really pissed me off because it puts a dampen on the game you you want to enjoy your team's win i mean there's a Collingwood point of view i was a Collingwood supporter on the weekend and you know you want to enjoy your team's winning you you walk out the game and you're walking up punt road and you see three Collingwood. i don't know who was involved in the brawl i'm just giving a hypothetical but you see three Collingwood supporters beating the shit out of a carlton guy i mean you, you can't feel good about that it, it puts a damper on the game so for mine it's a pretty obvious one i doubt i'm the only one that thinks this but yeah definitely brawls punching on um, gang, ganging up on someone, violence of any sort outside of the game and in society in general, yeah, there's no place for it. Nah, spot on, mate. Spot on. Like, is, uh, there's nothing wrong with being passionate. Like, we love it. Um, it's what I love the most about our sport is that, you know, 
there's especially with the big four teams, like we're as passionate as ever, almost psychotic to a certain extent. But but it's all fun. Like you just psychotic about your team. But when it when it turns into violence like that, it's there's this is no place for it and taking it way too far. Um so nah, spot on there, mate. That was that was good. Done different. Um, all right. Well, geez. Reluctantly to do uh a big call this week. If there's any motivation to get it right, it's the fact that once we get one right, that's it. We're not doing it again. Okay. So let's knuckle this one. Well, I've been thinking about this one. I'm not sure if I'm going to do all, something that's going to happen this week, but something I've been thinking about, and we brought it up not too long ago. Spit it out. I feel like we need a. We might need a sting for this. I get it. We get introduced. We'll, we'll make one. We'll make yeah. one. We'll make one. Um, Gold Coast will play finals. I love that. Yeah. Mm. That is a big call I think because they will. it's not a guarantee. Well, it's a big call just because it's and it's the Gold Coast. And it's a, I was about to those say, words don't go together. Gold Coast and finals aren't never no. going the same sentence, and I, I don't mind that at all. I love that call, and yep. I think this week with North Melbourne, it's a, it's a good step in the right direction for them. Yep. So, yeah. So um, I think they will. I think they'll sneak in. They've got a good draw. So, um, and they just need to win all their all their home games at Metricon, and I think they'll they'll make it. So I love that. Let's yep. uh, let's we'll get a sting involved. Yeah, we will. Not we'll for this week. We get on for next week. We'll make one soon. And yep. uh, I think if this one gets up, yep. that'll be unreal. Beautiful. Love right. it. Let's do it. All right, mate. Well, uh, that is it. Let's wrap up there. We've got some uh, netball to play. and Well, actually, I do. I've got you a don't. night shift You've tonight, got night shift, which is so. the first time ever. Yes. Uh, I've got a, it's a 7.33 at the moment. I'm going to be at work at 8. So we are pushing it yes. for time, but Ooh, we'll, yeah. we'll get a roll on. All right. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll, uh, we'll chat next week.